All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast, where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Krista Q, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, April 11th, Living in the Light. Peace be with you. How good and pleasant it is when we live together in unity. Beginning this morning and for the next few weeks, we will be in 1 John. 1 John is thought to be written by the same writer as the Gospel of John about a decade later. It's written to a community. It's written that the community might have unity and unite together. And with this in mind, this morning our New Testament lesson comes from 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 2, verse 2. We announce to you what existed from the beginning. What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have seen and our hands handled about the word of life. The life was revealed and we have seen and we testify and announce to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also announce it to you so that you can have fellowship with us. Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy can be complete. This is the message that we have heard from Him and announced to you. God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all. If we claim we have fellowship with him and live in the darkness, we are lying and we do not act truthfully. But if we live in the light, in the same way as he is in the light, we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from sin. If we claim we don't have any sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. If we claim we have never sinned, we make Him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you don't sin. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is God's way of dealing with our sins, not only ours, but the sins of the whole world. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be 
to God. This morning as we look at this passage from 1 John, we look at the middle section most intently. The message that comes to us and is announced to us, God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. This is similar to the for opening of the Gospel of John. That the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. And yet it is also familiar with the very beginning. The very beginning of the Bible. The very beginning of creation. The very beginning of our understanding of God. In the beginning, the heavens and the earth. The earth was without shape and form. It was dark over the deep sea. And God's wind swept over the waters. God said, let there be light. And so light appeared. God saw how good the light was. God separated the light from the darkness. God named the light day and the darkness night. God began as light. God created light and called it good. And we continue throughout our understanding of God as light. And as light that cannot be overcome by the darkness. And think about that. Think about if you were outside at seven, especially about 7.30 last Sunday morning, as we gathered in the memorial garden for the sunrise service, as we began, you could see the light off over the horizon. And by the time we finished, there was that big ball of sun, that big ball of light that overcame the darkness, overcame the space in which we were worshiping. Think about it. Think about how that moment declared the beauty, the understanding, the need for Easter sunrise. An service in which the darkness was overcome by the light. A long period of darkness from Friday afternoon. Until that moment that we recognize that Mary, Peter, and the beloved disciple ran to the tomb and found that the tomb was empty. The tomb was empty. But also in that, the light was abound. 
the light was all around us. We were living in the light. The light shines. Darkness did not overcome it. And we realize that as we continue in this Easter season, the tomb is empty. The light is all around us. And God is the light. There is no darkness in Him at all. This is how we live. We live as people of the light. And as we continue throughout this scripture, we realize that in our living in the light, we live in the light and we live truthfully. And that truthfully comes in maybe a different way than we sometimes think. You see, this scripture goes on to discuss our sins and our sinful nature. But it's okay. It's okay because as we live in the light, as we live in relationship with God the light, as long as we recognize the fact that we do indeed sin, as long as we understand the need we have to confess our sins, as long as we understand more of that Good Friday and Easter theology that Jesus, the Son of God, cleanses us from every sin. Then as we live in the light, as we confess, as we share our need for forgiveness, we are living in the light. But if we claim that we have no sin, then we're a liar. Then we deceive ourselves. We deceive the one who created us. We deceive the light. It's difficult. It's a difficult road to live on. It's a difficult, difficult road to follow. You see, the people in the time of the second century and this writing, well, they denied their sin. And that's what the writing is about. That's why the sins are discussed and why they are encouraged to confess their sin, to acknowledge their sin. I'm not sure that we necessarily deny our sin, but quite often we probably are more apt to ignore our sin. 
and we ignore our sin in ways in which not only deceives God, but deceives us as well. We need to live in the light. We need to claim that we have fellowship with God. And in the same way, there are those moments that we don't live as close to God as we necessarily would like or we should. But in those moments, in those ways, we acknowledge our sin. We acknowledge our need for forgiveness. We acknowledge our need to confess. And living in the light is not hiding our sin. Living in the light is acknowledging our sin. Acknowledging that there are those moments. There are those times when we don't live as closely to God as we would like. There are those times that we fall short of the glory of God. And there are those times that we need to confess. And when we do, when we take the time to acknowledge our sin, when we take the time to confess, then we are indeed living in the light. We're living as truthfully and honest as we can with an understanding that we have fallen short. We have not done what we know we should have done, but we're going to confess. We're going to take the forgiveness and we're going to do better. Living our entire life, the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly, in front of God. We need not claim that we never sin. We know that's not true. We know that's not possible. But we also know that God is able to forgive. God sent His Son, His one and only Son, that we might have everlasting life, that we might have an advocate, that we might have one who is righteous, one who can take care of the sins. In this Easter season, we remember so well that cross, Jesus on the cross, all for the forgiveness of our sins, all in the way in which God dealt with the sins of the world, the sins of the world at that moment, and the sins of the world that we commit today as always.
we come recognizing that with that advocate, with that one who is indeed righteous, we can gather. We can gather as a community. We can gather in the name of the one who created light and called it good. We can gather in the one who created us and called us good, that we might be thankful for the blood of Jesus, for the cleansing of our sins, and for the light in which we can walk, whether we have strayed or not, as long as we are honest and faithful. This middle section also includes what we often use as a call to confession. And as we hear these words, this morning let us consider the sins that we have omitted or committed this week. Let us confess our sins and let us look to the one who is righteous, the one whose blood cleanses those sins. If we claim we don't have any sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. Let us confess our sins. Let us be faithful. And let us recognize that our sins are forgiven. We are cleansed from everything we have done wrong. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. And we have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And hear this good news. That as we have offered our confession of our sins, we are cleansed from our sins. And we are forgiven. Amen. Receive now this blessing. Live in the light of unity and love. Live in the light of faith and hope. Live in the light of God for all the world to know. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates.
You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.